Glory be to Jesus. Father, as I make sounds, you make sense. Let the anointing break every yoke of bondage. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Think through my mind this morning. Give clarity to your people. We bless you today for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. There's a tremendous move. I'm telling you, I feel, I feel, I feel this, this, this thing moving. I feel, I feel, I mean, lockdown's long gone anyway, but in the spiritual realm, I just sense movement. I sense movement. And, and, and if it's not for anybody else, definitely in the kingdom of God. And the title of my message this morning is On the Move with the Kingdom. On the Move with the Kingdom. Just some quick announcements. Uh, Tuesday night, couples night. Please get online. Um, we'll be we're training, we're developing. We, we can't get go, let go of relationships. Many people are in a fight for their relationship, relationships. And um, marriages, are, uh, marriages are being strained. And so get online. Let us pray for you. Get, get an understanding. Um, Dr. Miles always taught. He says, you know, he sees this guy on the highway and he's stuck. Everybody else is going past and driving on this highway. But this guy is stuck and he's standing there and he's embarrassed because his car in the middle on the highway, early morning, peak traffic, he's stuck. So he's embarrassed and he's kicking the tires and he's mad because he doesn't know how to start this car. He's calling somebody, you need to come and help me, I don't know how to fix this thing. And many marriages are there. The only problem, the reason why your marriage is stuck is because you don't know something. A mechanic comes on the scene, takes five minutes, starts up the guy's car, the embarrassment goes and the guy's moving. That's marriages. Get on there on Tuesday night. Don't let the enemy try and embarrass you. Get an understanding. But I prophesy that you'll be moving. You only move in the kingdom because of understanding. You perish where there's no knowledge. You perish where you forget the knowledge. And you perish where you reject the knowledge. That's what Hosea says. So get understanding. See you Tuesday night. And let us get that marriage going because you will live and not die. Your marriage is going to thrive. Don't let this become a stumbling block in the season. Let it become a stepping stone for you. Amen. God's going to do it. And then thank you to all the five families that sowed into our We Care project. We were five families. And we've raised up finances, Pastor Brian, Pastor Graham, the pastors were first to sow into this. We've had some friends across the globe come in and sow as well. And we had, I think, maybe three other families on the ground that just sowed some finances. We appreciate it. But please know that there are others that do not have. And we want to be a blessing. So we're purchasing some things tomorrow. We've had our partners come in and give us some noodles and some other things. And um, we're delivering on Wednesday. And at the same time, we had the TLB on the land and the agricultural project moving forward. So we're planting our own vegetables. We're building our own warehouses. We're partnering with different partners that are giving fresh vegetables at the end of the month, uh, end of every week. And we have people funding and giving donations to help people come together on this. We really appreciate it. We are doing our part in using the land to grow vegetables and being a blessing. And Farmer Graham is on the land. I mean, Pastor Graham is on the land. He's working some things. And um, he's a blessing. So we're building something because we know we've got to get into a place of food security so that we can run our warehouses and do what we need to do. We appreciate our partners across the globe. The Lord bless you in your giving once again. We appreciate you. So glory be to God. Glory be to God. I want to touch on this morning... For a few minutes, you need to preach on, on the move with the kingdom. And that's my prayer for you this morning. Is that you will, you need to know that the kingdom is forever moving. God is forever progressing. And may you not get stuck. May you move with the kingdom. That's my prayer for you. That's my desire for you. And I'm saying this up front. That's my desire that you move with God. 
Because the kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. Of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. That's why we pray for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for how long? Forever and ever. Somebody say amen. So, you need to stay relevant in your walk with God. You need to stay tracking God. The Bible says in the volume of the book it is written of me. I've come to do your will, O God. So when you come into the kingdom of God, please put up the prayer grid. When you are praying a kingdom prayer, you're saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the introduction that heaven is open to you and you have a name that you can use. His name is Jesus. The purposes of God now to prevail in the earth is what you're praying. First prayer is let your purpose prevail. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Align me with your will. I am not stubborn and I'm not rebellious. I am aligned with the purposes of heaven. Somebody say amen. When you watch somebody who's full of drama all their lives, it's, you can be guaranteed they are not attached to purpose. Because people that are attached to purpose don't have time for drama. Somebody say amen. So purposes is first. I now align myself with the purposes of God. And then I say, well, Lord, anything that's out of order, bring order into my life. That's what you're praying because God is obsessed with order. God's going to bring order into your marriage, into your money, into your physical body, into your time. I'm just thinking the mess our lives were in because th Saturday nights used to be a party night. And it's, it, it can't be that way anymore. Why? My life's in order, not for anything, because Sunday morning's coming again. i got to be in church. And some of you need to pray that our next conversation with the president means that the church opens up so that your family and your home can get back into order. Somebody say amen. Number seven is where we're going to go this morning. We're going to start to pray for revelation. Revelation. Somebody say revelation. So here's the three points we're going to go with this morning. It means that God's on the move. It means that the kingdom is forever progressing. Anytime you are aligned with the kingdom of God and your life comes into order, you will find progress. So it says, but here's the revelation. So it says, give us this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Then I changed point number eight from debt-free to freedom. That's more accurate. That means we're living in a freedom zone. It is for freedom that Christ came to set you free. So when you enter into the kingdom of God and you get revelation, so look at the progress. So give us this day our daily bread. So man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You, were, you and I were supposed to be living, listening, our ears attached to the mouth of God. Because God is always speaking. And in every season, you need fresh revelation. The next 10 years are not going to be anything like the last 10 years. You're going to need a fresh revelation for the season that you are in. I need somebody to say amen. And what it does is, if, if when you ask for fresh manner for the season you're in, it moves you to the next block. It's freedom. It should move you, when you hear from the Lord, it should move you to a greater freedom. Anytime God gives you fresh revelation, that means I can handle my new season because I am not stuck in 1992. I am, I'm living current with God. God knows the kind of fight that you are in and He knows the kind of revelation that you need for the season that you are in so that you cannot only survive but you can thrive the reason why many people are not they they barely surviving is because they're out of sync with God and yet when you come into the kingdom of God God's gonna make you he's got to align you like a car that is moving it's called it's 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 your alignment and some people are worn out you know when you go for a car send a car for an alignment 
um, it's because they'll tell you when, when the one tire is wearing out and the other one not, they can tell you, well, the alignment is out because there's too much pressure on the one side. And it's affecting the running of the vehicle. And some people are worn out. And I tell you, the only reason why you're worn out is because you are not aligned with the kingdom of God. Because time and chance belongs to everybody. God's going to bring it to everybody. But if I'm misaligned with God, uh, I then end up doing something that is not even worth what God wants done in the season for my life. Somebody say amen. So, Psalm 62 verse 11 says, God has spoken once, twice I've heard this, that power belongs to God. So, if, if you cannot hear God right now, then you must read God. And if you read God, you're going to hear Him. Because the Bible says, God has only spoken once. It's in His Word. But twice I've heard it. So I can read the Scriptures. And I can just read the Psalms. And I'll hear God speak to me through His Word. So I hear His voice behind my voice. Because God speaks once, but twice you can hear. I hope somebody's getting me this morning. So, but look at what I'm saying. Is that God will give you revelation for your season that you're in. And your revelation that whatever He speaks to you this morning, and in for the season that you're in, it's going to move you into greater freedom. It must. It's progressive. It is kingdom. And out of the freedom that you experience... Here comes the progression. Please put up the grid one more time. Have a look. So, revelation, I can sense the presence of God because there's freedom. But it tells me that I'm also moving forward. Because of the increase of His government and peace, there's no end. Have a look at the progression. God's always going to move you. So, a religious mindset is a serious threat to your destiny. It loves to camp out where God used to move. Instead of conquering the territory where God is moving. Come on somebody, say God is on the move. So, whenever you come into the kingdom of God, God's going to align your life with fresh revelation. When you come in now, you see, you see for some of you, um, we got born again maybe 23 years ago or so. And, and we were running with God at that level. But the truth is that what we needed 23 years ago, I really don't need that now. You don't need a gentle Jesus prayer right now when you're dealing with somebody who's trying to take you out and your generation out. You're going to need a different kind of prayer in this season. There's going to have to be a kind of violence that comes from you because you cannot be living like you used to live before. Come on, somebody. Shout, it's time to grow up. For when I was a child, I thought and I spoke like a child. But when I became a man, I got glasses. Amen. So God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So watch. When you're praying for divine alignment, the first thing that God's going to do is going to bring your life into order. And then He's got to give you a word. And the word is what carries you. So he gives us a word that this is the year of the opening and it's still the year of the opening. And I'm telling you now, the fresh word on that word is that you're going to experience the glory of God in the season because God is a speaking God. God, all God ever does is speak. You love speaking so much, he calls himself the word. Revelation. So most of what we're experiencing or having to deal with in this generation we have not been schooled in or prepared for. Anybody with me? Industries are shutting down. Jobs are closing. The way you used to live, where you used to stay, the people you were connected to, God is dismantling all of that. And the season is demanding that you make a change. But the kingdom's got you. Because God will give you revelation for the season that you are in. I told you, everything you're looking for is found in the kingdom of God. Somebody say, Amen. Here's the, here's the deal. And somebody needs to type this out. Say, you must remain teachable and keep moving with God. 
That's the deal. If you un, unteachable people, they're religious folk. They, they, they know what God, they know all the, all the chapters in the Bible. Oh, God did speak to me once upon a time in 1929, and I'm still sticking with that word. God is a now God. Come on, somebody. God is a now God. God remains active in preparing us. And the devil is reactive in trying to stop us. Do you hear that, Pastor Brian? God is active in preparing you. And when God speaks to you, the devil's trying to react to what God is saying. Come on, somebody. God acts, the devil reacts. So when the devil's playing up, it's because there's a word on the inside of me. And I'm going to let the devil know he can't have what God has got for me. Come on, somebody. It's time to fight for what is yours this morning. Hallelujah. Please hear me today. Hear me today. Hear me today. Motion can, can not be confused with progress. 40 years in the wilderness was motion. Possessing the promised land was progress. Progress means to move forward. It means to advance and it means to press on. Somebody needs to hear God saying it's time to press on. It's time to let go of the things that lay behind and it's time to press on because there's things that God once done in his kingdom and his kingdom is moving but you must move with it. Somebody say amen. So Dr. Ripley, my, my friend out in, 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 in Atlanta, the pastor in Atlanta says, he defines poverty as not becoming. And you find many people, when you look at them, they look like old cheese, man. They look like stale bread. It's because they're not grown in nothing. They give you the same story every single year. The same excuses every single year. The kingdom's advancing, but they never did. It's like a wheel that fell off the car and it's like they're sitting in the back of the steering wheel and you know, when we were little kids, we used to say, you know, that, that broken down car in daddy's yard, we're sitting there, uh, we used to make, pretend, uh, where, where are you now? Oh, I'm in Durban now. Uh, it's, all, it's all imagination rubbish. And they preach out the first imaginations. They speak garbage because God is not even moving with them. They're pretending like they're moving with God. It's time for you to get your wheel together, your engine together, your alignment with God together because God is on the move. Somebody say amen. You, some were just not becoming. Now let me say this to you. Not becoming who God called you to be equates to a lifetime of bondage because you keep eating of stale manner. You keep hanging out with the wrong people. Do you know that God has even moved away from certain people because they're not growing? They're not growing because the kingdom is on the move all the time. And I told you, I'm, I'm for the man that wants to grow, that wants to move. If he doesn't get it 100% right, that's not a problem for me. But he's trying. You don't, you, you don't, you don't, you don't swear or, 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 or tell the child that he's stupid when the child is trying to walk. No mother does that. So there's no way that God's going to try and, 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 and discourage you from getting up one more time. But after 40 years, you still got that dummy in your mouth. It's a terrible sight. And still a nappy. Haibo. So here we are. Matthew chapter 6 verse 11. says, give us this day. Somebody please say, give us this day. Because you don't need bread. You know, old sermons that are still on cassettes. I just like to listen to this cassette. There's a fresh word. There's a now word from God. God wants to speak to you now. God wants to tell you what you need to do now. God needs to give you direction now. Say, give us this day. You see, every time you come onto the grid with God, God has got to give you fresh revelation for the season that you're in. So give me John chapter 4 verse 21, please. Jesus, so, so, so Jesus takes, for the sake of time, he says, I must go, needs go through Samaria. He has a date in the spirit with a loose woman. Means he's going to have an encounter. This woman's going to have an encounter with God. 
The disciples go and fetch bread. He's sitting alone at the well. And here she comes. And they have this conversation. And he asks about your husband. He says, My, you know, I'm, he says, you're right. Because the one, you, you know, the, the one you busy is not even your husband, you know, you, you're staying with. This woman is on the move. In the wrong system. She's a mover and she's a shaker. And the men know her. She's busy. Jesus chooses to meet with a woman that's on the road. She's not only moved around with different husbands and saying, well, I tried this one, doesn't work. Next one. And so everybody in the city knows this woman. Jesus chooses to wait for her at the well. Let me say this to some woman that has been running around, sleeping around. Jesus can wait for you. But once he's waited for you, it's about the encounter. Watch the encounter. He gives her the revelation about what worship is all about. You can't preach about worship without preaching about this woman. But she's on the move. I mean, she's sleeping with someone else and this is her fifth husband. And she comes up to the well, but she's on the move. She's got buckets with her. And it was also a place where she would meet with other men. But she's on the move. Jesus stops her. He said to a woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We, we know what we worship for salvations of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Because the Father is what? He's on the move. Because not everybody is giving him what he's looking for. This is kingdom. His eyes are running to and fro all over the earth looking to show himself faithful on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. He's on the move. Don't believe that everybody because they're singing, they're worshiping. He says he's looking. That tells us not everybody is giving him what he wants. He's on the move. The whole thing about the kingdom is that God is on the move. And so, verse 25, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And he says, I am, he said to her, I who speak to you am he. Bring me verse 28, please. So the disciples come on the scene. The woman then left the water pot. So she leaves this broken vessel of hers. What happened to her? She has revelation. She gets manna for the season that she's in. She's not going to change husbands anymore. She's not looking for another man anymore because she has an encounter with revelation. And the revelation that she gets sets her free. That's kingdom. But now it gives her progress because she doesn't need that water pot anymore. She's now drinking from water that never runs dry. Come on, somebody. It's an encounter with the king of kings. Now watch. So she leaves the water pot and she goes, keep on going. Come and see a man. Watch her. Watch her. She's a loose woman in the system and the enemy is used. But God pulls her into the kingdom of God. He, uh, Jesus pulls her in. He gives her revelation. Then he sets her free from looking for any other man. But then he puts her on the move. She says, come and see. She says, come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Because only Jesus can set you free. Come on, somebody. I need somebody to stand to their feet this morning and say, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. They went out of the city and came to Him. She becomes a voice. Because God's on the move. God's on the, the kingdom's on the move. But she's moving with the kingdom. You may be seated. In the meantime, His disciples urge Him saying, Rabbi, eat. He said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? 
He is dealing with revelation. He's calling that food. I'm doing, Jesus said to him, my food. That's revelation. That's bread. That's having today's manner. Because that was the day she needed an encounter with God. And while she was looking for this well and speaking about worship and being a place, Jesus gives a fresh revelation about what worship is all about. And she has a, an encounter. May the Lord give you an encounter today in your home. May you break away from the stale bread you've been eating. May you go away from, move away from the regurgitated messages and places you've been eating from. Yesterday, man, yesterday's man is stale. Come on, somebody. It says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So he's saying, I'm eating revelation. Because God knew that this woman needed, a she needed an encounter. God also knew that she's a mover and a shaker. God also knew that she'd be the one that will go and set the city free. Because you move from revelation, you move to freedom, and then you move to progress. And you know why people are frustrated. It's because, not because you're mad at your husband or your wife or your boss and God's not giving you money. It's because you need fresh revelation today. Can somebody lift up their hands and say, Father, I need fresh revelation. Because the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Listen to verse 38, please. I sent you. That's an apostolic message. That's the apostolic mandate. I send you. That tells me there's movement. I've sent you to reap, for you to reap that for which you've not labored. Others have labored. Listen to the season you're in, Brian. Listen to all the business people. I want to prophesy that upon you. Others have labored, and you've entered into their labors. Come on, somebody. I prophesy that upon you in the name of Jesus. Others have labored hard. They built that business, and you're going to step right in their tone, and they're going to hand the keys over, and they're going to say, you're going to do a better job than anybody else, and you're going to manage what the Lord puts in your hands. So, you need to understand this morning that you are what you eat. They're looking in the natural and saying, well, Jesus must be hungry. Jesus says, I'm busy with my Father's will. And attached to the will of the God in the kingdom of God comes bread. Comes the food that you eat. Some of you need to really go and get a laxative. A spiritual laxative. You've been eating everybody's food. Tired of all the desserts. Pick on everybody else's table. Zoom into a meeting. Pick up what is the best. Zoom out. At which point are you going to sit down, take some notes, and actually learn something and build something and have a proper spiritual diet. This is going to be the challenge of the church moving forward. Because I don't like the way you say it. So I zoom out, and then I zoom in to the next one. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Stop eating rubbish. And even in the season that you're in, there's certain things that you must eat. May the Lord give you a spiritual enema. The word of God must build you up and give you your inheritance. It must build you up. It must give you, bring you to a place where if what I am eating and the revelation I'm getting is not bringing me into a greater freedom, if I don't sense God on it, then I'll go back and ask myself, what am I eating? What books am I reading? What understanding do I have in this season? It is for freedom that Christ came to set you free. So man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, to live by revelation means this. What I know is not all there is to know. That's humbling. 
Because, especially with the youngsters coming through, there was one time when God was really strong and working in your life. And the next minute it's like, I don't feel God anymore. I feel like I'm in a daze. But it was like, one minute you were right on top. Because God's teaching you how to move with Him. Vanolia, you got to hear me. Because it keeps you humble. It keeps you pressing into God. Here's what the Lord said to me. In this next season, you'll be using people that are not schooled in church. Church life. But they're going to find meaning in kingdom life. He's going he's to use a loose woman. But his will is going to be accomplished. Jesus begins to feed this woman a kingdom message. And he feeds her with the bread that comes from heaven. Revelation of worship. And she becomes a runner for the kingdom of God. So once I've got revelation, there's, there's two steps after this. One is that I must experience freedom. And three is that I must run. I must run. And if you're sitting back, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. Because she's a mover and a shaker in the wrong system. But God's about to give a revelation to run with. She's running with what worship is all about. So he never gives you revelation to sit back. That's not kingdom. If God has shown you we're building a campus or we're building a business or we're going and we're going to do something. He is expecting somebody to take off your, your smart shoes and put on some running shoes. Pastor Graham has never worked so hard in his whole life. And he's always been dressed up, going to sit before the clients and looks all dressed up. He's, he's in the field. Because God's looking for runners in the field. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Because the kingdom is on the move. So, God can only direct a moving people. You can't sit in the, in the vehicle and expect and say, you know, I'm, my indicators are on. Uh, there are little kids. Say, Lord, okay, then, then show me where we're going to go, Lord. Tell me what we're going to do. The Lord says, get moving. You want me to give you the, the full map now while you are parked and done nothing? He says, I'll go to the meeting. I'll be with you. Go and start serving. I'll be there with you. Go and start sowing your gift and I'll be there with you. Come on, somebody. You can't be holding back. So God, you know, so what must I do? At least start to pay, you know, give, give 400 rand for someone else to eat. That's I'm moving with the kingdom. The Bible says we are deceived if we're hearing only and not doing anything. That's deception. You're deceiving yourselves. If God is praying and saying that this is the year of the opening and this is now that the glory will be here, I don't sit back and do nothing. We're writing. We're moving with God. We're building. We're having strat sessions. We're putting the board together. We're putting things together. God has done tremendous things in the last six months because God is moving with the movers. Somebody shout yes and amen. What is revelation? James chapter 1 verse 22 says that. Listen to what it says. I think it's important for you to grab a hold of that. James chapter 1, verse 22. We got that? But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Great deceptions coming in. I've got to ask myself, after I heard this great message on a, on a Sunday, what am I doing different on a Monday? Because I've got to make progress. Otherwise, I'm being deceived. I'm hearing and I'm doing nothing. And that's your biggest challenge where you are right now at home. Is because you've been hearing so much word, but you've had no place to express. So it's time to give, you turn off. Because nobody will know. So, anytime God deals with you, what is Revelation. It's when God's about to unfold the next level of the mystery of the kingdom to your life. That's why it's called the book of revelations. Because the things that are coming in the end is going to astound people. 
You think that, that Satan has the final move? No, the king on the chessboard always has one more move. Come on, somebody. The Revelation, the book of Revelation, I'm, I'm walking with and with such expectation because there's things that God must unfold in the season because Satan can't have the last say. There's going to be the greatest move of God in the earth and the church is going to experience a bumper crop. We're going to experience harvests. Uh, we're going to build businesses uh, and the church is not going to go out here in a whimper. We are going to go out stronger than ever before. We're going to rise up stronger with our businesses our education systems uh, we're going to do what God has called us to do and when we leave uh, we are, it's not going to be a silent thing you're going to know it you're going to feel it you're going to sense that there's no more worship in the earth you know there's certain people that we know that you, you don't miss if they're not in your presence but there's certain people that when they leave you feel the weight of that thing. That's going to be the church. The world will know when we are gone. So, he's opening up the new season for you. When God gives you revelation, when he opens up your new season, he's not trying to impress you or for you to get more knowledge. Because the Bible says knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. So anytime God gives me revelation, I have a deep responsibility towards God and the next generation to write. That's where the next book is going to come. We're going to get this thing out by December because it's the revelation. It's a responsibility. When God gives you revelation, He's calling you for an encounter with Him. To be a carrier of that truth. To be, have an encounter with God around that. So, this is just the encounter. So when God gives me revelation, I can sense the freedom of that word. But the next step around that, I find myself having to run. With that revelation. Knowledge equips us for debate, not for transformation. You were supposed to be transformed by the word that you received. Revelation, freedom, progress. Revelation, freedom, progress. Okay. Just remember that the kingdom comes in many layers and dimensions. There's many layers to the kingdom. God can do something supernatural tomorrow, but it needs us to really walk and, and flow with God. So seeking the king, first the kingdom means I am seeking a solution from a kingdom and a government that's not of this world. That does not tax me for the revelation that I have. Go back to my prayer group, please. You see, in point number seven around the revelation, what the world gets is an and what the education does is they tax you. And they will use that to bring you into bondage like houses and cars and, and tax you your whole life. Because the more you've earned, the more they tax you. And because those world systems are corrupt, they increase the taxes because of corruption. So 500 billion rand can't tell you where it's gone to. And what do they do is they tax the people because of corruption. So the world system is, will tax you to death and beyond. But when you come into the kingdom of God and God begins to give you a strategy for your future, He's now giving you revelation. And with the revelation does not come more tax. It comes with freedom. Come on, somebody. Say debt-free living. Because everything in the kingdom of God is free. It's God's system. Somebody paid for it. His name is Jesus. Fully paid for. So you come into the kingdom of God and you're getting revelation by the Spirit of God so that you may know the things that are freely given to you. So when you're feeding on the 
bread of the kingdom, you're coming into a place of when God gives you revelation, the next step must pull you out of debt. It must bring you out of any form of bondage. If it's not, you are eating the wrong bread. You are having the wrong revelation. You are hanging out with the wrong people. Because every single step has got to be, I got revelation. Because he teaches you to profit and then leads you by the way that you should go. That's why man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It must move me into greater freedom. God's not going to make you wait 10 years to pay off a thing. Are you still going to be here in 10 years? I don't know. And you're paying this taxing system your whole life. It's time that you get off in the name of Jesus. So, let me hop past this. I'll preach on that on Wednesday. Give me Luke chapter 14, please. I've got to end. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. Now, when one of those who sat at the table, oh, there's so much revelation here, with him, heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Blessed is every son and daughter who gets revelation from the kingdom of God. All God did in the last decade for us was take us across the globe, not to take selfies with Dr. Miles and Dr. Winston, but to get the revelation to feed us on a different meal so that we never go back into bondage, that we never go back into debt with anybody else. And we're learning. And there's been plenty of hard lessons along the way, but we're learning because with the kingdom of God, it's about managing God's resources. So what he's got to give you is, he's got to give you the food for the season that you are in. Because anytime, whether you are that woman that had five husbands, it sets you free. Whether it be somebody who's been, who, who's been bound to a system, when any time you eat the bread of the kingdom of God, it must cut you loose. It can't bring you back and say, well, let me tell you about what you did last week. Let me tell you what you did last year. Let me tell you how you failed. The devil is a liar. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You need to rise up to your feet and say, Lord, I am free. Come on, somebody. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. You need to shout and give God some praise. Because when you got saved, it gave you revelation about your salvation. But it brought you into freedom. Because whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. Now, if He paid for your salvation, which is the highest price you could pay. Your house is nothing. Your business is nothing. Your cars are nothing. Your clothing is nothing. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So he says, blessed is the man who will eat, get revelation of the kingdom of God. Verse 16. Next verse. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper. Now listen to the revelation. If you're going to give a great supper, Scripture tells us it was in his home. He sent his servant at supper time. That's the end of the day. To say to those who are invited, come, for all things are now ready. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. Three excuses. The first, I bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excuse. Oh, it sounds really nice. You sound almost like kind of British. Please excuse me. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. 
Still another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. All of that. He invites them, gives them the bread of the kingdom. He says, come and sit at the table. Number one, relationship. Number two, look at the closeness. Number three, look at the food that they have to eat. Because the food's going to set them free. So the servant came and, re and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets. Now watch, three groups of people. They're all telling you about the bondage that they're in. I'm tied to a piece of land. Bishop Tudor Bismarck was giving some of this revelation. So you're tied to a piece of land. Means location-wise, I can't come to you. And yet there are people right now, it's an excuse. No more excuse. We have people now in the United States, in New Zealand, UAE, Zambia, Paris, all coming in to sit at the table. And yet you hear right around the corner and you have an excuse. I say no more. One is tied to a piece of property. The other one is tied to a system that is leading him because the oxen is going to pull you. The kingdom's not pulling you. You've got a system that's going to pull you and you're believing in that system. I'm tied to a system. The other one says, I'm going to get married. I am tied to the culture. I can't break from my Methodist church. I was born Methodist and I'll die Methodist. Okay. Because a lot of the religious things that we're experiencing is not that people have chosen that religion. It's just been forming part of their culture. And that becomes a fight. Because now you want to get married and they want to tie you down to a system. And does want to free you for the kingdom of God. The master's angry. He says, now look, I want you to do something else. The servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master said of the house, being angry and said to the servant, go out quickly in the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind. Four groups of people. That's, there's so much revelation in that. Maimed has got to do with that. There's a part missing. Lame has got to do with that you can't run. Blind, of course, you can't see. Poor is because you never heard the gospel preached to you. It's four groups of people. They've not heard the kingdom message yet. They're not schooled with the, with the church. They're dealing with the kingdom. Yes, it becomes powerful. He deals with go into the streets and go into the lanes of the city. That tells me that there's a group of people, so the Lord said to me, there's a group of people I'm going to add to the church in this season. These people have not been schooled by the, the church system. They're actually runners. That's what it means. They're in streets. Streets represent systems. Lanes mean that they're able to understand how systems operate. But they are runners for the kingdom. He says they might not know the fullness of it, but bring them in around the table and I will feed them with a kingdom bread and message and I can make what was lame, I can make it what has been dislocated, I can fix it. Any place they've been blind, I'm going to give them eyes to see. Any place where they've been walking in poverty, I will enrich them with the word of God. But bring them and let them come and tell them that there is a seat for them at the table of the kingdom of God. I need somebody to show Shout yes and amen. Because listen to this today, child of God. Jesus never went to the synagogue to fetch his disciples. He went to fetch business people that knew how to operate and to run in the streets and to move with the city. And the problem that we're having is that the church people are sitting back, yet there's a meal at the table for them and they're holding back with their gifts and hoping that one day it's going to come right. When are you going to get up from where you are and get into the lanes with God? When are you going to move with your gift? When are you going to get up and move because the kingdom is moving? Keep on going. The servant said, Master, it's done as you commanded. And still there is room. He doesn't say go to the church. 
He says, the master said to the servant, go out into the highways. Now we've got streets. Now we've got lanes. Now we've got highways. All those are systems, Aaron. They're systems. People that understand how systems work. Because the systems produces the culture that you look. And if I bring you around the kingdom table and you're still running with your system and you are disciplined in your walk and you understand what it is to move, God can shift that thing in your life and bring you into a kingdom understanding so that you produce things for the kingdom of God. Shout yes. The master said to the servant, go out into the highways and the, and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. God's going to fill the house. You've got to hear me. A man of God called me up and he said, Sir, the Lord's saying that there's 25% in your church. I know you're taking care of the young ones. I know that you have your academy. I know you have your foundation. I know you're spending so many years developing the young ones. He says, but I, God says, I am sending you skilled people and they are anointed and they are... I was going to say, let me say it, man. they billionaires. Let me just say it. And they are going to build it for the kingdom of God. But they're coming to fill the church. And God, they might not know about your, your three quick songs and two slow ones. They might not know anything else. But across the globe, they're coming to sit at the table of the Father. They're coming to in, they're invited into the house because there's still room for one more. I've come to speak to the 25% that was announced over this church. I speak to the businesses across the globe. I speak to the sons and daughters across the globe. I speak to you. You don't know church, but you have a desire for the kingdom of God. I'm feeding you with the bread. I'm giving you the bread of the kingdom of God. You're going to find purpose in the kingdom. Your life is going to find fulfillment in the kingdom of God. You might not have a spiritual father, but you do have a heavenly father. You're going to come into the kingdom of God, and you're going to build things for the kingdom. It's going to be in double quick time. They are skilled people. They've been trained up in the world, but they're ready for the kingdom of God. I announce it in the heavenlies. This is a move of God. The power of God's kingdom is on the move. And you're going to move with it in the season. In the mighty name of Jesus. For I say to you. That none of those men. Who were invited. Shall taste my supper. Look at what he gives on the table man. He says. Lame. Maimed. Maimed means that something's out of alignment. Something's out of order. But when you pray the kingdom message. <laughs> on earth. In my vessel. As it is in heaven. Bring order. Align my life. So that I can walk where you want me to walk. Preach the gospel so your eyes can open up. God will give you fresh vision because the kingdom is waiting for you across the globe. Sons and daughters, I'm calling for you. There's the next level. Bring the poor, the maimed, the blind, the lame. And God says the house is still not full. God's busy with his project. His kingdom is on the move. Okay, Lord. I'm sitting. I mean, come preach every week. It's months. About a year after that, a man calls me up. And he says to me, I've been three times to your church. Calls me to his offices. Owns a huge financial company. And basically he's saying, I've come to your church. And I asked him, he says, why don't you leave? He says, no, man, I, I'm, I'm busy. He says, I'm busy. Multimillionaire. And I was so busy trying to preach to those that are here and trying to help the young ones coming through that I forgot in the service. They are gifted people. That God is sending in. And I missed it. I repented before the Lord. He's a partner of the ministry. 
and he's been sowing into the organization and doing some things. He's a good friend, loves the Lord. But because we are so caught up with who didn't come to church, we're missing the ones that did come. And they're runners. And they don't need even two hours of your sermon. They just need to know what God is saying. Thank you very much. I need to run. They're runners. And the Lord said to me from, this, from now on, we're taking care of the young ones. But he says, reach out to the runners across the globe. Reach out to those that are running with kingdom vision and purpose. The Lord says, I've got them. Don't fuss about those that are trying to give you a hard time. Don't fuss about them. God says, I'll deal with them. But you run with what I told you to do. And we're calling in the 25% today in the name of Jesus. We have agricultural projects. We've got building projects. This particular project is worth 80 million rand. And for somebody, it's nothing. This campus. But we're calling you in. And I, today, I've opened up my spirit to receive them. That we're going to be working with great leaders across the globe. I need somebody to stand and just lift their hands. Because God is moving with the movers this morning. The kingdom is moving with movers. These are people that are on the streets. They're on the highways. They're on the byways. They've got systems. They're running. They're moving. They move early in the morning. They move late at night. They're planning. And I'm announcing that even in this ministry. That God's going to start to raise them up from here. 25% of those, the CEOs, the leaders, the owners of businesses. I'm announcing it in the heavenlies. That they're coming from the north and the south and the east and the west. I prophesy that across the globe. That people are going to come and find a resting place here. They're going to eat kingdom food at this table. And they're going to experience the blessing of the Lord like never before. It's time for somebody to understand that you need to get up from where you are. If you've been part of this church, it's time for you to move because God is moving. Hear me, hear me. You will know about this message on 10.30 on once upon a time called the 13th of September 2020 when you heard Pastor Max preach a message that said God is moving with the movers. God doesn't hate you, but I'm telling you that there's a kingdom that must move forward. It is moving forward and God is moving with them. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Never forget that Jesus always has options. Don't take the call of God for granted and don't take it lightly. When God calls you, He never gave you a floorsham shoe, He gave you tackies to run. I press toward the goal. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here's the word of the Lord. Tell them the dinner bell is ringing. Tell them I prepared a table for them in the presence of their enemies. Tell them I can fix anything that has gone wrong in their lives. But they must come. Tell them a fresh revelation is about to unfold. Tell them I'm coming and my reward is with me. Revelation 22 verse 12. Tell them the kingdom is on the move. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. And behold, I'm coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I know when this trouble started and I know how to bring an end to it. Because no trouble lasts forever. Because I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The end of this age, my people will bring me glory. The winds just come up all around us. All of a sudden. Please lift your hands in response to the Lord this morning.
to the word this morning. Because I see you running for God. I see you walking in a greater revelation. I see you walking in freedom. I see you progressing. The kingdom is in motion. I see you on the move with the kingdom of God. There is a momentum. Go. This is a new. Can you worship? Come and do. Can you worship the Lord? We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do. Come and do what you do. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I am praying for you this morning. Jesus is not an auction. Your whole life is before you. And you have to make a decision for the kingdom of God. Today is the day of salvation. You've got to make right with the Lord. You've got to make right with the Lord. He's coming and His reward is with Him. If you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray this this morning. Once you did and you far from him and you need to make right to the Lord then this prays for you. Say Lord Jesus I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe in my heart he died on the cross for a sinner like me. I open up my heart I ask you to wash me in your blood cleanse me of my sin heal me of my sin Deliver me from my wickedness. Let me live for you. Let me run with kingdom vision and purpose. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Clap your hands for all those that would receive Jesus this morning. We're receiving an offering, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. There's a real urgency in my spirit, church. There's a real weight of this message. I tried to do something else, but God has slowed everything down so you can understand. First Chronicles 29, verse 11. I'm praying that you will take this moment seriously before the Lord. I am telling you, Jesus is coming back. It's time you become really serious with kingdom business. Please hear me. Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. All. Yours is the kingdom, O oh Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. May your business people see the power and the might of God's kingdom work for you. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. May you see God's greatness and the strength of his kingdom come upon you to do what God has called you to do. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Final verse. But who am I and who is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as, a, as this? This is your offering time. Heaven and earth is yours, all of it. If God puts anything in your hand to build the tabernacle, to do what God has called you to do, He says, listen to the prayer. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things comes from you. All things come from you. And of your own, we have given you. You owe nothing. We owe nothing. All that we do is we're giving back to God what He entrusts in our hands. In the kingdom, we own nothing. But we have access to everything. Be a good steward of what God puts in your hands. He asks you to sow. Be a good steward and sow. We bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. 
You will walk in victory all the days of your life. You will walk in divine health. The kingdom will provide and undertake and take care of you. You're traveling, you're rising up, you're sitting down, you're sleeping, you're, you're, you're waking moments, you're coming in and you're going out. Whatever you put your hands to, God's strength of his kingdom is coming upon you and you watch the propelling of God's kingdom wherever you go this week. We love you. God bless you. May you go from strength to strength in Jesus' mighty name. And 25% of great business people across the globe, great minds that are coming alongside this project, and we are opening up our hearts to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your grace. We love you. God bless you. Let's go rejoicing this morning. Amen and amen.